At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. podcast the podcast for cryptids and their keepers that's us and if you're listening it's you too i'm alex flanagan and i'm addison peacock I, whoa hi everybody i didn't even see you there <laughs> i just started giving my podcast intro to a presumably empty room <laughs> it was just i was practicing my podcast intro oh my as i frequently do oh my god um, <laughs> And then I just noticed this microphone is on. Well, it's really nice to see you. Pull up a chair. Pour yourself a mug of something hot and nice. It's December. That's not so much like a casual friendly intro as much as it is offering a peek into a descent into madness. <laughs> um, you may think that I'm full of holiday cheer this eve, and that's partially true, but what I'm also full of is chaos energy. Um, which actually is surprisingly on topic for me and for an intro. Sorry, I picked up because, my mug. I picked up my mug by the cup part and not the handle part. And the mug part, the cup part is hot. You know why the handle exists. Um, so it hurt my fingers. You know what's disappointing? Did you say it hurt your feelings? <laughs> it hurt my fingers, but sure. <laughs> I thought you were saying it hurt your feelings. It really didn't let me like, down that my cup would do that to me. Oh my god. You know what's truly wild about this? Mm-hmm. Is the energy we are serving makes it sound as if you and I are in a room sharing a hot beverage of something, which is not true. Mm-hmm. You are in California drinking something hot, and I am in Virginia with mm-hmm. a Deer Park half-sized water bottle because I'm terrible at hydration. Okay, but also our buildings are not built to, like, insulate, so when there are, like, cold winds, when the cold mm-hmm. winds blow, they just blow right on into your apartment. Ah. So... Even though it does not get that cold outside, I get kind of chilly in here sometimes. Well, anyway, a chilly. everyone, if you're also chilly out there, step inside and join us at our collective hearth this mm. evening. Our pod hearth, that as it were. crackling fire. I wish I had a bottle Ooh. of tinfoil to Val, drink. can you put some foley in here? Can, can we get a crackling crackles? fire? Can you make it sound like I'm taking a few steps around a well-carpeted room in very soft slippers? <laughs> I want everyone else to imagine me wearing, like... Uh, uh, and a sitting robe and uh, holding a bubble pipe. Can you perhaps. give me the sound of a smoking jacket? <laughs> can you give me the sound of Val? What's the sound design like on a smoking Val, jacket? Val, can you put the smoking jacket filter on my voice, please? Hey, Val, can you make it sound like there's perhaps some sort of large taxidermied head over our crackling fire? But Val, don't make it look like the animal was in any pain. <laughs> Actually, Val, maybe could you make it just sound like it was a stuffed animal to begin with? <laughs> Okay, um, this is our, uh, this is our oh, immersive, this is our immersive <laughs> Yule Log podcast. <laughs> oh my god, uh, no, have we can't ever, start yet another side project Have you ever project. put on a Yule Log? Have you ever watched a Yule Log? Have I myself? No, I have not, but I have heard many people speak to the experience. We used to I put, might like to try it someday. We used to put the Yule Log on TV just because we thought it was kind of funny. It is kind of funny. We have an actual fireplace. We so. also had a fireplace when yeah, we I know. do this. Okay. That's good stuff. That's quality content. Your parents were priming you for this life. They really were. 
One they were that. like, hmm, what can we do to raise our, our small, small, precious daughter into a world of content creation? Perhaps we can give her some good stories for later on. That's really the best gift a parent can send this their is, child into the world with. Yeah, this is absolutely what my historian father and health profession's mother hoped for their child. <laughs> that she would go into podcasting. Oh, man. They were visionaries, and they dreamed of a brighter future. My mom worked in medicine for decades, and her child is a podcast. So that you could someday own a blue Yeti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her hands look like that, so yours can look like this. Her, you can't see her hands, listeners, but they're poking out of a lab coat. <laughs> and then it's so your hands can look like this, and it's just a picture of some sound forms. <laughs> Oh, that's so, so ridiculous. Okay, so... Um, it's such a... How many more visual jokes can we put in this audio format? I don't know. I'm excited It's to never find stopped out. us yet. Um, I sure what else like are you excited see. to find out about tonight, Addison? I don't know. Do you have a... Do you have something for me? Perhaps a seasonal treat? I do have a seasonal treat. It's so funny that we just happened to be in such a merrymaking spirit this evening. And it is so funny and quaint of me that I just happened to set this up as if it were some sort of Christmas special because it's December. And just like we have done for two Decembers past, I have brought you a holiday cryptid. Mmm, very tasty. I shouldn't have said that. I didn't mean to say it was no, tasty. No, it is not tasty. My- um, but there but there are some, some delightful tastes associated with it. My brain was still in the framing of a holiday treat. Well, Addison, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the skeletal Welsh horse you must beat in a battle of rhymes? I wish I could tell you no, but I am in fact familiar with the skeletal Welsh horse you sh- you can beat in a battle of rhymes, or you should. I know, beat in and a I actually I actually already knew that you were already familiar with the skeletal Welsh horse that you must beat in a battle of rhymes because unfortunately, <laughs> um, I found out that we had both been looking at the same cryptid. However, but I'm gonna do it first. And however, because it was not yet my week, I had not done anything in depth. I read like all Wikipedia page and looked at some headlines. I haven't actually. This is like, why. You can't do your homework early for Cryptid Keeper. I know. You can't. Every single time it'll get you. I've tried before. It doesn't it doesn't was, play that way. Alex, listen. I'm <laughs> trying to unlearn a decade's worth of neurotic overcompensation at schoolwork. I can't do it this fast. <laughs> I would well, um I I I can't tell you how many books I read ahead. In my English classes. God, same. Well, hopefully I will bring you at least some fun information that you don't know yet. Um, oh, yeah. Because what we are discussing tonight is the Muddy Lloyd. Is that how you say it? It's the Murray Lloyd, yeah. But you, I feel like you kind of have to say it with my like brain a weird says it. fake Welsh Scottish accent. Mary Lloyd. My brain says it as like, Murray Lloyd. Murray Lloyd? Yeah, no, it's M-A-R-I-L-W-Y-D. The Marty Lloyd. Marty Lloyd. Now you got me. Marty Lloyd? The Marty Lloyd. That feels feels like I'm crossing a line. I don't know. I can only say it by feeling like I am channeling um, famed actor Billy Connolly. I feel like the girl from uh, Torchwood. I don't remember I don't her name. Her. <laughs> I haven't watched Torchwood <laughs> I don't since know I was her. too I young. I literally don't know her. I haven't watched Torchwood since I was too young to be watching Torchwood. 
Um, anyway, there's not nearly enough information about Marie Lloyd to make it a full episode, really. Um, mm-hmm. But it's one that we've had requested before, and we can't really not do it. Mm-hmm. Because despite not fully being a cryptid, it is one of the most buckwild monster-adjacent cryptid tradition or uh, Christmas traditions, sorry, mm-hmm. in the entire world. And um, I personally would feel terrible if we went our entire podcasting career without ever talking about the fact that there is a fanciful horse skull that rap battles you on your porch step. We wish you a merry bone horse we wish you a merry bone horse we wish you and a, a merry very bone merry horse. bone horse to you as well and a happy bone horse you didn't let me finish my song i'm sorry i was trying to just pre- provide some tasteful like voiceover Thank you. you know so you could picture like me throwing candy out of a sleigh while the carolers kept going in the background that's not how sleighs or candy work mm-hmm. um anyway the skeletal lush horse you must beat in a battle of rhymes are you ready Yes. I will also, I do need to also acknowledge the fact that a minute ago when I was trying to repeat what you had said to me, I said that you can beat in a battle of rhymes and not that you must beat in a battle of rhymes. <laughs> I really, I appreciate your faith in um, in my ability to personally <laughs> defeat the rap battling horse skeleton. I but... more meant it that it's optional to rap battle said horse skeleton, but also <laughs> I believe in you. Well, you can if you want. You can try to beat the horse, but it would be folly. Hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so we're talking about Marty Lloyd, and Marty Lloyd is, as previously stated, it's a skeletal horse. It's like a hobby horse skull with Christmas ornaments or glass bottle bottoms for eyes, and a like strange sort of twisted grin that is shrouded in cloth, reined in by colorful ribbons, and manned by a group of probably about five or six people who will try to beat you in a rhyme battle on your own front step, win their way into your home where they will cause general ruckus and disarray and drink all of your alcohol. <laughs> How do I sign up to get on the get on the bone horse committee? Right, exactly. Like I wish I could have done varsity Marty Lloyd in college. I would like to be on the bone horse committee, please and thank you very much. I wonder what that job interview looks like in the local community. Like, hello, I yes, imagine... I'm applying to be the next Mario Lloyd. Here are six poems I have memorized, mm-hmm. and also I can drink so much booze. I'm imagining you have to freestyle and then do a keg stand. Probably. Although I kind of get the impression that it's like Ooh, ooh but the keg is full of mulled wine. <laughs> <laughs> mullet wine, you say? It's actually full of wassail. Is it wassail? Wassail, yeah. Is it not wassail? You can pronounce it either way, actually. I, when I've I seen had both, to and sing I think it in high school fair. choir, I was forced to say wassail. We sang it at our madrigal spaghetti dinner. Here's what's wild to me. Uh-huh. Pronouncing it that way sort of, like, willfully obfuscates the meter of that song. Wassail, wassail all over the town. Oh, I was thinking you were speaking of here. We come the wassailing among the leaves nope. are green. Nope, different nope. song. Okay, well, for your version, that pronunciation makes sense. Exactly. Maybe they let you do it both ways so that you can sing either song. Maybe, but again, that's very considerate of them. I felt like I didn't get enough of reaction out of the phrase madrigal spaghetti dinner. I was ready for it. Thank you. So tell me <laughs> Also, more. it's been ten and a half minutes and we haven't talked about the cryptid, so well, yeah, let's get in there. I mean, we have. We've established that you have to beat it in a battle of rhymes, and then it is <laughs> a horse We've talked around bone. the Marty Lloyd. Bo- nope. I was about- never mind. <laughs> okay. The phrase anyway. that I was about to turn, the turn of phrase I was about to spin was just not- I didn't like- I didn't like it. I didn't like- Save it for the optics. Mari Lloyd, says I. Uh. Um, so and this, this article is literally titled, The Skeletal Welsh Horse You Must Beat in a Battle of Rhymes. Let's dig into it. Mm-hmm. In the Welsh folkloric tradition of Marty Lloyd, a horse skull visits your home around Christmas and you must best it in poetry or allow it inside. 
There's a skeletal horse singing rhymes outside your door and it wants to come inside. (laughs) Sorry. Can you beat the dead mare in a battle of poetic wits? This is the Welsh tradition of the Mariloid, a midwinter custom wherein the skull of a horse, decked out with bells and ribbons, is paraded on a stick by a reveler beneath a sackcloth who challenges neighbors in exchange for drink and food. It probably goes without saying that although Mariloid now... Marty Lloyd now manifests around Christmas and New Year's. This is a pre-Christian practice, one of those pagan rituals that's endured on the British Isles over the centuries. So obviously we'll get a little bit more into this, but this is like a one of those pretty old traditions that sort of got lumped in with all of the other, you know, party traditions that occur during the bleak midwinter all when you need the an excuse things. to go bang on your neighbor's door, recite poems, and then ask for booze. All the fun stuff that the Christians took. Um, yeah, right. Like, I'm imagining this was originally went along with some sort of winter solstice or wintertime festival. That would be my and assumption. Then got yeah. With Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, much like the trees, much like a lot of that stuff. Anyway. Yeah, indeed. Much like a, a great many things that Christianity ruined. I mean, I wouldn't um, the- say the bone horse has been ruined. I will say the bone horse has been appropriated. <laughs> the bone horse has been stolen and we must return it. Oh my god. The, the rather way to break the curse. <laughs> we must return my Lloyd to the cold ground from when she came. I don't I can't I'm not calling it bone horse for comedic effect, though it does does quite tickle my funny bone when I say it bone horse. It is delightful. I'm, yes. I'm doing it because I'm afraid of what will happen to me if I try to say the words. <laughs> Do it for me just once. Marty Lloyd's <laughs> It's Lloyd. Mary Lloyd. Mary Lloyd sounds like a person's name. (laughs) She does have a name, okay? She's a beautiful spirit, and I love her. You can't tell me not to tame this horse. Oh my god, we'll get back to that. Put a pin in that. Um, I can't say the name of this this horse of bone because, uh, like, I can't say it without turning into um, Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse. Oh my god. Is he Welsh in the lighthouse? He has just kind of a generic sea captain accent. Do you know what <laughs> I'm talking the idea. about? I love the idea of Welsh being a generic accent. Do you know accent. what I'm talking about, though? Like, old time sea captain. I know. Yes, no, no, no. I know exactly very... what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But please understand how wild it would be if Welsh was the default language. <laughs> it's the language like, of the seas. Um, but it is sort of, he has sort of this, like, Scottish, Irish, Welsh, weird hybrid accent, because it's implied, spoilers for the lighthouse, it's implied that he's just kind of making up that accent, or that that's just kind of an affectation Thank he took God. on long ago, and just kind of does now. Thank God. Because there is a point where Robert Pattinson's character does call him out on his act, like, and calls it, like, Captain Ahab bullshit, um, or some, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I've only seen the movie once so far, I will see it again, but... Yes. So anyway, when I say the name of the boned horse, I sprout a great bushy beard and find a pipe betwixt my teeth. So I can't. Val, we need to get another pipe sound design done here real quick. <laughs> no, only when I say the name Thanks, of the Thanks, Val. Horse. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, anyway. Yes. May I continue? Of course. The rather terrifying spectacle of Muddy Lloyd did nearly disappear from Wales at one point, yet it's had a resurgence recently, with Christmas ornaments being used for eyes occasionally instead of old glass bottle bottoms, which are the original oh, eye terrifying. socket fixture. Oh, it's real bad, Addison. <laughs> 
stare into the horse's vacant eyes and to mm-hmm. recite a riddle. Mm-hmm. The insults in the uh, battles, as they're called, are milder these days, and the drinking a little less heavy, but the sardonic grin of the horse skull, sometimes with a spring-loaded jaw, remains to haunt your yuletides. Spring-loaded jaw! Uh-huh. Oh, it's wild. Also, Alex... I don't know if I want to know the answer to this, but I know, but I, I have to know where I won't, I, I shan't rest. Mm-hmm. These bones. Yes. They are real bones. Oh, it is a very real horse skull. It yes. is a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Do they beat the dead horse? It's not a whole horse. It's just the skull on a stick under a sheet. You're right. I'm so sorry. How foolish of me. They're probably not all real, but there are certainly several that are just straight up real horse skulls. I mean, you skulls. could cheap out and get the get the acrylic horse skull, but... <laughs> if you can't make your own horse skeleton, store-bought is fine. Make your own! <laughs> Alex! Yes? Alex, no! There is an I made my own that... skeleton! I've been working on it for 25 years! And you've done an excellent job. Have I? But it's I think any chiropractor would beg to differ. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, um, please carry on. <clears throat> exactly why anyone at any point in history thought this was good fun is lost to the ages. Mm. Which is one of the best sentences I've ever read. I would like to respectfully uh, disagree. A, a site called Music Traditions Wales, which incidentally offers a flat packed Mar- uh, Marty Lloyd for schools to assemble. Like you can buy a kit, a Marty Lloyd <laughs> kit, and like build your own. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, that, that resource points to the deep visual culture of the white horse in Britain, mm-hmm. such as the late prehistoric Uffington White Horse carved into the hills of Oxfordshire, England. Oh. And there is a wider worldwide heritage of ritual animal disguise, including the similar practice of hoodening in Kent, which features a hobby horse on a pole held by a person under a sheet. So very similar, except, you know, it is a child's plaything instead of a whole horse skull with Christmas ornament eyes. It's more like a kind of charming horse puppet and not a skull. Not Um, a grim reminder. Retweet if you think the grim specter of death on the right is just as beautiful as the hobby horse on the left. But that actually reminds me when you talk about the, um, like, the tradition on the British Isles of, like, animal hooding. It reminds me of a lot of the imagery Mm -hmm. in, obviously, a somewhat problematic story with the times. I'm talking about the original here. I don't want Nicolas Cage memes flooding into my inbox. The Wicker Man. Um, Mm -hmm. In The Wicker Man, there's a lot of, like, animal mask imagery. Um, Yeah. And that, and that seems familiar to me. That makes a lot, that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, it's not quite the same as the Marty Lloyd. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Nailed Lloyd, it. there you did. Got it in 12. And I, I just um, can't help but associate you know, a lot of like pagan tradition and, and wearing various animal faces or carrying various animal figures. And I just think it's, there's not, there's not a fun, pithy conclusion to this. I just think it's neat. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> Welsh poet Vernon Watkins paid tribute to his nation's custom in his 1941 The Ballad of the Marty Lloyd. Um, I hope, I, I hope and pray with my life that um, this is a, uh, a developing Christmas tradition of just reading really weird poetry on this podcast around this time of year, because I remember we did it with the Yule Lads, and I have a few for you tonight as well. Give me the poems. But this poem, again, by Vernon Watkins, begins... <clears throat> 
Muddy Lloyd, Horse of Frost, Star Horse, and White Horse of the Sea is carried to us. The dead return. Those exiles carry her. They who seem holy and have put on corruption. They who seem corrupt and have put on holiness. They strain against the door. They strain towards the fire, which fosters and warms the living. Oh my god. Yeah, and that's the first stanza of the Ballad of the Marlowe. I wish you could see how big my eyes got as you read that. <clears throat> Nearly as big as the eyes of the Marlowe, I, I would it imagine. It's also incredible that you have not seen the lighthouse, because all my lighthouse heads out there know that that basically just sounded like one of Willem Dafoe's lighthouse monologues. Um. <laughs> this is where I punk you and reveal that I have been Willem Dafoe for the entirety of our friendship. Oh my god, I, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> and I love your work, Addison. <laughs> You're the best green goblin we've ever had. Um, serious question. I know. You know how, um, obviously we've talked about De Krampus in previous years. De Krampus, um, yes. And, and now there's sort of a modern tradition of people dressing up in the Krampus, wearing the, like, the, like, masks mm-hmm. and the hats and dancing yeah, totally. around in parades. With the Marie Lloyd, is there, like, is there an idea that there was ever at any time an actual, like, spirit that this represents, or has this always forever been people? Um, you know, I have tried, like, I, I tried to answer that question for <laughs> myself, and I have not really found anything conclusive. Uh, to the best of my knowledge and the best of my understanding, and what sources like this poem lead me to believe, the Marty Lloyd has always been a human creation that is a representation of, like, mm-hmm. a more conceptual thing. Yeah. So, the Marty Lloyd seems to be sort of the, I, and again, don't quote me on this, I don't know that this is correct. It's just that when you look at most, if you try to do any academic research into the Marty Lloyd, you will pretty much just get like fun pithy articles about poetry and booze. Which is um, great. But... Which is great, I love that. I'm here for a party. But it does seem like the Marty Lloyd is probably sort of like an embodiment of, you know, that time of year when the veil mm. is thin and the dead and the living can sort of consort and mm. the nights are really long and there's like, it's this bitter cold outside that reminds you of the chill of the grave and the spirits that have already passed on want to be inside where the living and the, the sense of vitality, like mm. the fire and the hearth and like people... Uh, mingling with each other, like that is sort of the very essence of life in the midst of the bleak midwinter. And the Marty Lloyd is sort of um, the the dead and the lonely, like clamoring to get in and um, mm-hmm. rough up your children and steal all your <laughs> all your drink. I mean, wait, is there? Do they beat up your children? <laughs> I wouldn't say beat them up. But... They're just gonna push them around a little bit. Just <laughs> yeah, just like not a little sensitive. Just gonna get, just their, gonna get face. their face. Just gonna intimidate them a little bit. Say, hey, Maybe kid, steal their lunch money. What? You never seen a bone horse before uh i i will say uh, the poem itself did say the dead return and mm-hmm. they strain against the door they strain towards the fire which fosters and warms the living yeah is, oh god i love that very evocative right chilling i love that and it, mm-hmm. it brings me back to something that i am a huge proponent of bringing back into the modern day specifically bringing into the modern day in the states where i really don't think people do it which is telling ghost stories on Christmas or at Christmas time. Yes, bring it back. I, I want it back. I want it back very, very much. I even saw a tweet the other day that was talking about um the, the song The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. And it was like mm-hmm. poking fun at the idea that the there'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. That part is kind Wait, of like... Scary listing, ghost stories yes, and tales of... that yeah. the scary ghost stories part is really incongruous with the rest of the list. And I wanted to shake them and be like, but it's not. No, you fool. It's, it's always been there. It's a Christmas tradition 
Bring back the real meaning of Christmas, terrifying those close to you with stories of specters. Mm -hmm. And I do think also that uh, even if there's not a specific story or a specific even spirit or manifestation that the Marty Lloyd is is tied to, that Mm -hmm. this is a weird phrase. There's a lot of skeletal horse spirits in like British Isles folklore. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about? Like... When you go, you and McGregor is that you? I don't even Google know says it might be. I more mean like you have a lot of stories of like ghost horses with like a ghostly rider or like oh totally. Just kind of in general, there is a really strong relationship between um, people in that part of the world and horses, going back yeah. a really really long time. And I don't mean in like a horse girl way. I mean like as like the root of like transportation and like an ex- and like an extremely important part of how societies were built and run and- which is also a really interesting thing right i mean this idea that like and I, this is really all just me waxing philosophical mm-hmm. so please nobody tweet at me and say that's not correct i know it's probably not correct okay mm-hmm. i told you it wasn't correct in the opening to this show mm-hmm. but you didn't listen you never listen <laughs> um that's your problem sharon <laughs> Anyway, Anytime you name a specific person, I just there's one person out there. Ma- like I hope one. there's one person out there that just jumps a little bit. Yeah, they look over their shoulder. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sharon. I didn't mean it. It wasn't you. It was never you. It was me. Anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh, I was going to so talk sorry. about. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Nowadays, it's like not such a big deal for so many people. Although I have seen a lot of memes to this effect. Mm. But can you imagine like living in a world before? cars and before like skyscrapers and huge buildings and before uh like trips where you could specifically go to like a zoo and see a lot of large animals Mm -hmm. just like seeing a horse Mm -hmm. just walking up to a horse touching a horse looking at a horse staring into a horse's eyes realizing that you and the horse have more in common than you previously thought maybe arranging a nice dinner where you sit down and get to understand each other a little bit better so here's the thing about horses. Can you imagine? I can. But also, here's the thing about horses too, and I and this is a sep- this is related to that. Point. <laughs> that got away from me. And I, I apologize. It, I was I honestly at this point nothing. <laughs> you weren't even going to dignify it with the response. Nothing phases me anymore. I've seen too much. <laughs> so I don't mean ponies. I'm not talking about like your birthday party ponies or your like fairground like ride around the hay bales ponies. I'm talking like thoroughbred horses. Oh, yeah. If you're not someone who's in the equestrian scene and, like, someone who rides a lot, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how big they are. Oh, they're really big. Horses are so big. They are so massively intimidating. There is something very, like, particularly because there's not really another animal on that scale of mass and power that we have such a close relationship with as That's a the other thing. And like, especially a workhorse or a yes. horse whose job was pulling a carriage through England every day of its life. Like that horse, that thing is like several hundred pounds of raw muscle. They are terrifying. If you've never seen a horse kick something or someone up close, mm-hmm. like it's mind-blowing like it and splinters your brain a little bit not to out myself as somebody who wanted to be a horse girl but didn't have the resources or the uh courage to actually be a horse girl mm-hmm. there is something specific about that animal as representative of like the raw power of nature and humankind's attempts to tame it totally because here's the thing horses horses cooperate because they want to if a workhorse, a horse of that size, that stature, that strength, 
wanted to overthrow its masters to cast off its bonds and, and wreak havoc upon its oppressors, you're screwed. Uh, you super are, and I've, I've known some horses with very strong personalities yes. who will basically act to that effect. That horse will destroy um, you. And yeah, no, it's wild. And so that's the other thing I was going to get at, actually, if you don't mind, just no, for please. a second before I forget again, um, is just, I can't imagine, like, being someone in, uh, you know, in a... I, I'm sort of visualizing, like, way too late in the game, but I'm thinking around the time that, like, you know, people would have started written, writing, like, poetry about this sort of thing and, like, this transition between the dead and the living in, like, a more contemporary sense, not obviously, like, the, the pagan and pre-Christian traditions, but, like, just sort of in a in a more modern, like, a gas lamp society where you're thinking, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much we don't understand about, like, this veil between life and death. There's so mm-hmm. much about, like, this transition between worlds that we don't really get, but we're really fascinated by it. We're, like, just starting to get into science. Like, if I were looking for an image of something that could travel so fast, it could, like, somehow cross that borderline, like, I would be willing to believe that a horse could do that because it's like this really powerful kind of wild looking animal. And if you've ever seen a horse like in a frenzy, that is like a demonic image. Oh, absolutely. Like it's scary. If I were looking for something to represent sort of like death clawing at the walls of the living and trying to like force its way back into the the realm of, you know, warmth and light and conviviality, like it's a it's a powerful contender. It's also worth noting, too, something I came across in my research a long time ago. Um, this might be, was this last Christmas? Might have been last, was Frau Perkta last Christmas? I think she was. Whatever, I when believe I she was. Her, also, thank you for making me think of last Christmas again. I'm sorry, not the film, nor the song. I, I, uh, something I came across in my research on Frau Perkta is that, I, like, obviously, you, not surprising given the pagan roots, but there is a British variant on the Wild Hunt, um, mm-hmm. which is literally ghostly riders on atop pitch black like spirit horses riding through the hills at night yeah the veil is at its thinnest and it's not lost on me that there is um from the sort of same time of year and sort of evocative of the same themes some other horse imagery Mm -hmm. in some of these traditions yeah definitely and i think that's what i was getting at in a very bad way is that like there's so no 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 you're totally fine thank you for making it make more sense than what i was saying because there's so much about like um these images of like these riders that cross these these bounds between life and death and like the horse imagery is so strong there and just this idea of like an animal that can do that that can carry you across this veil like that's so wild and weird Horses are really frightening. Anyway, um, this is this. I haven't even finished this first article about the Barney Lloyd. I was worried I would not have enough um, content, but here we are. <clears throat> anyway, um, so that was the poetry thing, and we'll get more into poems later. But just to hop back on the proverbial horse track, um, the tradition has Ew. also had its influence on visual art. Mm-hmm. There are a, a lot of painters who who have replicated the Marty Lloyd or its facade, its visage, as it's it were. Its nightmarish um, visage. Its nightmarish visage. There's even um, apparently like a, a street artist who's done like murals of Marty Lloyd in Cardiff, which is kind of cool. Um, and then the article just closes by saying that the day on which Marty Lloyd roams varies from town to town. So, you know, check your local calendars, <laughs> keep an eye out, um, and be in touch with whoever the weirdos are in your community who organize that sort of thing. 
I say that lovingly. We have a weirdo in our community who organizes Krampusnacht, and, you know, every every town has to have one. You should know also that I'm planning on going to this Krampusnacht thing. Uh, there's one tonight I don't know if I'm going to go to, but there's one later this month that I'm almost certainly going to, and they have nice. said on their <clears throat> website that there will be a uh, Marie Lloyd run- wandering around. <gasps> nice. Love yeah, that. Love so... that for them. <laughs> Love that for them. Uh, this is going to help me prepare. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, let's give you some more information then. Perfect. Mari Lloyd is also known as Grey Mary in English. Mm. Um, and is a Welsh, as Cryptids Wiki describes it, a Welsh zombie horse that visits people's homes and pubs during the Christmas season. Zombie horse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, now, here's another element to the story. The Wel- Many of the Welsh believe that the ghost horse brings good luck in the new year and traditionally let the horse into their homes. So we will get more into this element of like this poetry battle I've told you so much about on the steps. But what's so fascinating about the Mario Lloyd is like you're trying to beat it in this poetry battle, but that whole thing is really kind of like just a play act because at the end of the night you do want the Mario Lloyd to come into your house. Um, it's very much this kind of pageantry where it's like the Mario Lloyd shows up and you're supposed to be like, ah, back foul beast, I'll hold you off with poems. And then right. you like engage in this poetry battle and at the end you're like, ah, you've bested me, come into my home. And then the Mario Lloyd is like, yeah, I'm going to fight my way into your house and wreck up all your stuff and steal from your cabinets. And you're like, oh no, don't do that. But really like you want your neighbor who's dressed up as the ghost horse to come in and have a good time and you willingly give them alcohol and then you're <laughs> supposed to have good luck for the rest of the year. So it's like this very interesting kind of like multi-layered thing where you're engaging in like the tradition of what is expected but then also like the the things that you're saying are kind of counter to what actually is supposed to happen um which is just like a fun weird thing mm-hmm. that having been said if you genuinely do not want to let a, a group of people in your community dressed as zombie horses into your home i completely understand zombie horse carries a different a different energy it yeah you're means right something very different than skeleton horse Mm-hmm. Zombie horse implies flesh, and I don't like that. Oh, there is no flesh on the Mario Lloyd. I know this. None. Just I, slick bone. And I want to be comforted by that, but zombie horse. <laughs> what kind of sick world do we live in where the phrase bone horse is comforting? Where it is the lesser of two evils. Honestly, nothing makes sense Oof. in this world anymore. Nothing. So little, um, especially not on Twelfth Night, which is occasionally when the Marty Lloyd has been known to visit. Big Shakespeare fan or? Topsy Turvy. Oh yeah, no, Marty Lloyd loves Shakespeare, especially his earlier work. <laughs> Marty Lloyd's a Shakespeare truther though and thinks it was really Marlowe. Oh, very good. <laughs> Mar- wait, Marty Lloyd? Marlowe? <gasps> what? <gasps> what? What? Retweet if you think that Marty Lloyd was Shakespeare. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, this is ridiculous. Uh huh. And we're we're going really weird places with this. The week between Christmas and New Year's is the time when Mario Lloyd usually comes to visit. There we go. Perfect. Some more information for you. Usually at night, which makes sense to me. Oh my god! Usually, but can you imagine in the stark <laughs> light of day? Where are we gonna get a midsummer reboot where it's all just like brightly lit horror, but the horror is that there's just this really awkward bone horse under a sheet wandering around. Call me up, Ari Aster. Call me up. Okay. Uh, usually six people act out the tradition. One member would hold a horse's skull, while some of the others carry a sheet over the group to give the appearance of the ghost horse. It's very convincing. We're very proud of them. The remaining members of the group tie colorful ribbons around the skull and use them as reins to lead the horse around. 
While the townspeople sing Christmas carols and Welsh traditional songs, the horse walks through the town. When the horse entered a house or bar, the horse would try to attack the residents. The people people leading the horse would then restrain the horse from attacking children. (laughs) So, again... There's, like, this disconnect between what the horse is supposedly, quote-unquote, doing and, like, what the actuality of it is. So you have these, like, colorful ribbons tied under the horse that are, like, the reins, quote-unquote. And so the horse will be like, ah, a child, I'm going to get you. And then the people holding on are like, whoa, we better hold back this demonic horse. He's crazy when he gets like this. Um, (laughs) And it's, like, a whole thing. That reminds me of when people talk for their pets but have them say really rude things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, calm down, Buster. Yeah. I can't believe he said that. I can't believe he, he's usually so nice. <laughs> yeah, wow, wild. Most of the chaos, although portrayed as terrifying, was all in good fun. <laughs> the guests were... The guests were often rewarded with Christmas desserts to thank them for bringing good luck to the house. Aww. So, yeah, they, like, bust into your house and attack your children, but it's all in good fun and you give them cake. I mean... <laughs> Were they rewarded for Christ- with Christmas desserts for the good cheer they brought, or were they given desserts so that they could be assuaged? It probably depends on um, who is leading the Marty Lloyd group that year, if I'm being honest with right. you. <laughs> like, it probably, it, it probably does depend. I'm thinking of the kinds of people I know who would be very into doing something like this, and I'm of a very split mind on how I would be reacting. You know what I'm saying? No, Absolutely. I think it matters less about, uh, it, it, oh my god, what are words? It's less important what the horse does and the horse itself, and more important who is beneath its shroud. Exactly. Let's jump to another article on Atlas Obscura, which is another great source. Um, we don't use it quite as much, but I'm a big fan of it. I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, Marioid. In Wales, midwinter is the right time to look a gift horse in its gaping skull mouth. Gaping skull mouth. Mm. (laughs) Yep. A great introductory sentence. Very good. Around Christmas and New Year's Eve, Welsh families might find themselves challenged by a decorated horse or similar animal skull waiting for them on their doorstep. Adorned in colorful ribbons and bells, the equine image of death has an especially ghostly appearance thanks to the white sheet draped over the person carrying it. As revelers sing and parade this head on a stick around the neighborhood, doors open to meet the morbid white horse in battle, specifically a battle of wits through poetry. This is Mariloid, a midwinter pagan tradition whereby celebrants earn food and drink only after dominating a poetry slam fronted by a skeletal face. The writing for this article is so strong. I love it a lot. I really, Despite, yeah. It's really good. Despite often being associated with Christmas, Mariloid is a pre-Christian practice. In fact, some Welsh regions choose to parade their horse skulls through town for other holidays, such as Halloween or May Day. Though the tradition's exact origins are murky, the image of a white horse has been a powerful symbol in the United Kingdom for at least 3,000 years. So you were very right on that. Ha ha! The practice also incorporates the centuries-old tradition of wassailing. Mm-hmm. From Middle English was hail, be in health, wassail was originally a sugared and spiced drink of, are you ready for this? You give me the recipe. Hit me with that. Malt ale. Uh-huh. Curdled cream. Oh. Roasted apples. Okay. And eggs. <laughs> it's it, it, Listen, it sounds really gross when you put it in that order. It's basically apple eggnog. Okay. Right? Like, Curdled milk. Yeah, but like... So it's like buttermilk. Yeah, food which you have intentionally caused to curdle no, is I different know, than like sour... Buttermilk. Yeah. 
It's well if you put if you put the cream in an alcoholic beverage, it's it's going to curdle. To curdle. Unless you drink it real fast. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to slap an alcohol content warning on this episode. Uh, uh, yes, as well as as well as one for like pagan rituals oh, in yes, general. Of um, those who partook in sharing a huge bowl of this boozy mixture oh, were wassailing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I big sh- bowls. Yeah. No, it gets weirder. The term evolved to describe the custom of begging for booze around Christmas, the time ah, when poor yes. merrymakers expected generosities that would usually be denied. Very They'd good. arrive at the doorsteps of wealthier neighbors and ask to drink from the wassailing bowl or have their own bowl filled. So yeah. it's like kind of adult Christmas trick-or-treating with a class element. Mm-hmm. You would go around to people richer than you and say, hey, it's Christmas. Will you give me a bowl full of alcohol? <laughs> Surely you can spare a bowl. Hey there, wealthy neighbor. Let me dunk my head in your wassailing bowl. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Modern Welsh wassailing isn't class-based, but the end goal remains the same. Wassailers earn an invitation to come in by proving themselves through a back-and-forth rhyming battle with the residents. And once you're inside, it's traditional cakes and ale all around. Mm, that's fun. Fun, right? That is fun. Yeah. So you bring your horse puppet, you throw down a poetry slam on the front step, and then you get some uh, some dessert and some alcohol for your trouble. <clears throat> Here is uh, another article, which is very fun, which is titled Five Poems to Appease the Infamous Welsh Christmas Horse Skeleton. Oh, thank God. And I know it's been a hot minute since we've done survival tips on this show, but I felt like with the Murray Lloyd, it was very pressing. (laughs) Is it survival tips? Is it just party tips? It can be two things. Tips to party with the bone horse. Listen, Mm -hmm. life is a party. You're so right. And you're all invited. (laughs) <laughs> the holiday season is upon us, bringing with it mistletoe, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, and skeletal horses demanding entrance to our homes. Yes, it is nearly time for the annual appearance of Muddy Lloyd, a horse skull with beer bottle eyes, shrouded in white linen and strung with ribbons and bells, rigged with a mouth that could open and close like a puppet's. Murray would recite verse to unsuspecting neighbors. Mm. It's who had to answer who had who had to answer in turn or else ply the wasslers with beer cake and their phrase not mine a good deal of romping huh. i don't know okay though believed to be of pre-christian tradition the murray lloyd was first recorded in the early 19th century and its evolution remains somewhat mysterious Writing in 1888 in the journal Archaeologia Cambrensis, David Jones observed that the word Lloyd means blessed. How the name Blessed Mary has come to be applied to the skeleton of a horse's head decked with ribbons and other finery is a question easier put than answered. That's her name. Yeah, her name is Blessed Mary, so chill. Today, the tradition is more or less diminished, save for a few exceptions, blah, 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 blah. Should these equine zombies ever rise en masse again, the only way to defeat the horrible specters is to arm yourself with verse. This is what I can get behind. Here are some poems you might recite to the wassailing skull if it arrives at your door. And it has a few options. So, one, if you want to be quite literal, mm-hmm. for, for the literalists in our audience, here's a, a selection for you. Um, this is Donald Hall's Names of Horses, which was originally published in 1977, and it eulogizes a series of beloved farm horses. Oh, so you're pandering, huh? <laughs> um, well, not quite. It eulogizes a series of beloved farm horses who, when they are old and with shoulders that hurt bending to graze, are shot and laid to rest by their owners. Oh my god, I mean, dead horse poem for the dead horse. Exactly. Does make so sense. the poem concludes with an image that Marty Lloyd is sure to recognize, and here is the last stanza. <clears throat> 
For a hundred and fifty years, in the pasture of dead horses, roots of pine trees pushed through the pale curves of your ribs, yellow blossoms flourished above you in autumn, and in winter, frost heaved your bones in the ground. Old toilers, soil makers. Well, that's very sad and very beautiful. Yeah, right? I do feel like if I were a horse skeleton and I showed up to your door like, give me wassail, and you were like, listen, it's time to go, um, I would probably turn around. <laughs> and be like, you're giving that horse the memory of its own death, and that's a lot for me. It's kind of brutal, yeah. It just um, if you would like to, to choose, get drunk. If you would like to choose a Welsh poet, the article recommends Dylan Thomas. Oh! Though... Though technically a work of prose, there is a work called A Child's Christmas in Wales, which they believe would bring a tear to any anthropomorphic horse skeleton's eye. I like Dylan Here Thomas. is an excerpt. Years and years ago, when I was a boy, when there were wolves in Wales and birds the color of red flannel petticoats whisked past the harp-shaped hills, when we sang and wallowed all night and day in caves that smelt like Sunday afternoons in damp front farmhouse parlors, and we chased with the jawbones of deacons, the English and the bears, before the motor car, before the wheel, before the duchess-faced horse, when we rode the daft and happy hills bareback, it snowed and it snowed. But here a small boy says, it snowed last year too. I made a snowman and my brother knocked it down and I knocked my brother down and then we had tea. But that was not the same snow, I say. Our snow was not only shaken from white wash buckets down the sky, it came shawling out of the ground and swam and drifted out of the arms and hands and bodies of the trees. Snow grew overnight on the roofs of the houses like a pure and grandfather moss, minutely ivied the walls and settled on the postman opening the gate like a numb thunderstorm of white torn Christmas cards. Dylan Thomas! Right? That's a pretty great excerpt. I like that a lot. So I promise beautiful. this this podcast is not just going to become like Alex's literature corner, but I do have a lot of fun. It's also the kind of, it's kind of the time of year, okay? It feels very seasonal, right? Don't like, let us indulge. This is why I invited you into my hearth, gave you a warm beverage of something that Val has graciously sound designed. You let us indulge ourselves on this podcast that you are able to access for zero dollars. <laughs> Yeah, surely you can let me use my English degree. If you want to go traditional, uh, in Mari Lloyd's heyday, the verses traded between wassailers and the households they visited were rhyming insults delivered obviously in Welsh. I don't speak Welsh, nor am I going what? to try, but I will read you the translation. Well, here we come, innocent friends, to ask leave, to ask leave, to ask leave to sing. Which again, I'm sure is more beautiful in the original Welsh, but there are so many Ys and I don't know how any of them are pronounced. No, I understand. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But if you want to banish the horse skeleton. Oh no. As the Reverend William Roberts did when he wrote this of Marty Lloyd in The Religion of the Dark Ages in 1852, in where he said, I wish of this folly and of all similar follies that they find no place anywhere apart from the Museum of the Historian and the Antiquary. Um, then you may want the words of a clergyman. We can try Against Evil Company by 18th century minister and hymn writer Isaac Watts, who wrote, Why should I join with those in play in whom I've no delight? 
who curse and swear but never pray, who call ill names and fight. I hate to hear a wanton song, their words offend my ears. I should not dare defile my tongue with language such as theirs. Which honestly, for as like grouchy as it is, does kind of roll off the tongue very nicely. But there is one other group of people to whom we have not yet appealed, and that is people who just want the horse to come inside. Perfect. What do you say if you want the horse to come at, in? At the end of the day, the point is not really to send the Mari Lloyd packing. You want her to bring luck to your household. And besides, she is an undead horse who's been rhyming since the pre-Christian era. Realistically, you will not outsmart her. So when you're ready to concede and admit defeat, they recommend William Butler Yeats's A Drinking Song. Yeah! Whether you're sighing in romantic admiration or resigned defeat. And that goes to the effect of this. Wine comes in at the mouth and love comes in at the eye. That's all we shall know for truth before we grow old and die. I lift the glass to my mouth, I look at you, and I sigh. And that, my dear friends, is all the arsenal you need to deal with the skeletal zombie horse known as Blessed Mary when she comes to your doorstep. So I implore you this Christmas season, whether it is a neighbor carrying a horse skull beneath a white blanket and some colorful ribbons, or whether it is just a friend that you dearly love and wish to spend more time with, um, recite some poetry, invite them into your home, and perhaps prepare a warm beverage for the both of you. Really, this is the perfect time of year to be doing all of those things. Absolutely. And if all of your Christmas traditions involve, uh, or if they culminate in you partying down with a skeleton horse, more power to you. Um, yeah. Also, you know, I think this is a beautiful time of year just to, like, familiarize yourself with some traditions that don't belong to you in general. Not, like, traditions that don't belong to you. I'm not saying go out and, like, appropriate another no, holiday. No, no, no. What I am saying is, like, take a look at the people in your life and, like, get to know some of the things that they do for their holiday season, whether that's Christmas or not. Like, plenty mm -hmm. of people don't celebrate Christmas. Broaden your horizons. Um, there are plenty of other really wonderful holidays out there. If the only way you've ever celebrated your holiday of choice is, like, the one way that your family does it, um, then, like, Take some time and share that with somebody else or invite somebody into your home for the holiday season who maybe does not have like a warm and wonderful place to go or mm. maybe uh, take the opportunity to go spend time with some people that you haven't you normally spent time with during the holidays. There are like a lot of ways to get involved in your community. There are a lot of really cool people out there on the internet or like in the Cryptid Keeper space who I'm sure have celebrations different than yours that they might love to talk to you about. I love to hear what people do this time of year. It's like, mm -hmm. this is a time of year that I really love. Um, and I've been really, really fortunate to grow up having a lot of reasons to love Christmas. And I've been even more fortunate in the past few years to have a lot of really wonderful chances to celebrate Hanukkah um, with my, you know, new extended family. And that's really wonderful, too. So um, whatever it is that you are doing, I hope that you're doing it well. And I hope that you're doing it warmly and that I hope you have a wonderful time. And if you are not somebody who has... Um, a pleasant family situation or a good home life or people that you really want to be spending this time around, um, I hope you realize that you have options. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go plenty of other places. You can volunteer for the holiday evening. There are a lot of people out there who need it. Um, or you can maybe call up a friend and say, hey, is it cool if I crash with you? Or you can uh, sit alone at home, put on your favorite movie, drink something warm, and realize that you don't know anybody anything. Mm -hmm. Not even the skeletal ghost horse that comes to your door. And if all else fails... Get some friends together, get under a shroud, carry around, <laughs> a, um, a carry around a skeletal horse with gaping mouth and broad soulless eyes, knock on your neighbor's doors and demand they give you booze. And if they oh, try please, to tell you not to, please do that. If they get mad at you, then you just tell them, hey man, 
It's Christmas. The cryptid keeper sent me. <laughs> um, please, please do that. I do want to hear at least one person tweet at us and tell us all about how they did Marlowe for Christmas. Um, but if you are going to, please do warn your neighbors. Yes, the please. last thing I want is for you to like get shot. Please be careful. Also, not to ruin that lovely moment um, by getting nervous around gen- gen- getting nervous around genuine sentimentality. Because I do echo that sentiment and hope that you all have a warm and lovely holiday season. Yes. And what else, Addison? What else do you want them to do? Well, Alex, since you asked so politely, as always, I hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there. <laughs> wassail for the wassail horse. Skulls for the skull throne. Stay safe out there. <laughs>